The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Well, here it is, 1.30 on Wednesday afternoon, and it's time for another edition of Mix Shots. Bill Jones, along with Mickey Spagnola, inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. And uh, Mickey, you're all decked out with Cowboy, a Cowboy Star. Yes, absolutely. All right. Get in the swing of things. There you go. And uh, we've got Everson Walls inside his very own SWBC Mortgage Studio at the Everson Walls Estate. And he's getting all set up there, it appears. And Everson, you're there. I am on time this morning. And look what Everson's wearing. Everson has a Cowboy Star. I'm wearing some of Mixed Shot stuff, baby. Hey, look at there. (laughs) Hey, I had something on yesterday. I had something on yesterday. Spags brought it to me. I think it was out of his own personal closet because it was a bit tight. Uh, and and yesterday it was a bit chilly in here, and you could kind of see it. So I had to wear something bigger because I was being exposed because it was too cold in here. Actually, you could easily was, tell. It was almost see-through. Uh, that was the bag that had your name on it. And you must have put uh, large on there. And I said, oh, this is not going to fit him. I should just keep it. But I did the right thing, gave the bag to my teammate, even though it didn't. My wife filled that out. She likes me in tight stuff. My (laughs) wife likes me in tight stuff. Well, as we closed out yesterday's show, I made the comment that maybe by 1.30 on Wednesday afternoon, we would know who would be starting at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I also said maybe we would know who would be president of the United States. I think I agreed with you on both of those things, and I had a feeling it might be the quarterback, but we're not going to know at least until tomorrow and maybe not till Sunday. Maybe not until until (laughs) Sunday afternoon, maybe. Maybe. I bet Maybe we both. And, hey, and yeah. as, as far as the presidency is concerned, I just heard a purge horn outside. So I'm a little nervous about what the heck's going on after all of this. <laughs> well, we'll leave that to other talk shows, okay? And so let's talk about the Cowboy quarterback quandary. Uh, or is it a quandary or is it a quagmire that they are in at quarterback? Well, it's a, it's a decision they have to make. Uh, and as I said, just taped something Where else. Where to sideswipe that, Spags? In, in the, in the ever-changing world of the Dallas Cowboys, now they've got to decide, uh, as Mike McCarthy said today, uh, between Cooper Rush and Garrett Gilbert as their starting quarterbacks, it sounds like that they're going to go with the guys that have been in the league longer uh, but not necessarily have the most snaps of experience in the NFL. And I did myself, you guys, a little research here. All right. And, uh, and you mentioned uh, what the guys have done passing the ball, mm-hmm. uh, how many games they've in, played. In the regular season. So regular season, Cooper Rush, uh, who the Cowboys signed last week, cleared COVID protocol 
uh, and then uh, was eligible to practice for the first time today. He'd been with the Cowboys for three years, 2017, 18, 19, and went through the virtual workouts or if you call them workouts, the virtual meetings. Uh, and he was released after the Cowboys signed Andy Dalton. So the first week in May, he was released. The Giants ended up picking him up. But in three years uh, with the Cowboys, uh, Rush uh, played, appeared in five games, but only threw uh, three passes, completed one. But I figured out he had 26 snaps in all his appearances, which means Everson, he was basically mop-up duty uh, at the end of the games. And then... I Garrett, thought you were going to give me a... I thought you were going to give me a, uh, a passer rating on that. No, 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 no. Not, we, we stopped short of that. Uh, and then on, uh, on Garrett Gilbert, uh, you know, he's, he spent... He, he's played six games uh, in the NFL, five with Cleveland, uh, and uh, he had a game appearance with Carolina, uh, with Carolina, he completed two of three passes for 40 yards in 13 snaps. And then with Cleveland, uh, he ended up with eight more snaps. So his NFL career is 21 snaps total, while Danucci, in a game and a quarter and a little bit more, ended up with 91 snaps and completed 21 of 40 for 180. So, but Mike said he was going to go with the guys that had the majority of the experience in the NFL, and he was including um, time spent in preseason games. Uh, those guys have been, you know, since they've been in the league several years, they were able to play in preseason games. So uh, he said both of them are smart, uh, and he would decide who looked like they could manage the game the best. Um, Cooper Rush just got here, but he has familiarity with Kellen Moore, been around him, Bill, uh, and uh, actually, you know, and he, even he in was this, there last year even in with this the system. New, even, and even with his new coaching staff, right. at least through the virtual um, offseason, it would have been about a month's time that he would have been taking part in that. Yeah, and they basically – kept it a secret today because when the quarterbacks uh, came in from what they call quarterback school, they warm up on their own uh, away from the team. Uh, they had practice indoors today. I guess Mike wanted to make sure that uh, he kept it a secret as long as possible. When the quarterbacks showed up to join the team, uh, that's when the media was uh, released. So uh, expect that the rest of the week there. And Mickey. I would also expect that tomorrow because that's the padded practice. And I think between today and the practice tomorrow will determine who's the starter because they don't practice on Friday. They do on Saturday, and I would imagine you want your starting quarterback to work uh, Saturday when there's no access to the practice, by the way. And I will add that uh, you know, we, to me, go ahead, go ahead, Everson. I was going to say, uh, Bill, thank you. To me, this sounds like, uh, I don't know, it sounds like McCarthy may have deferred to Kellen Moore in this situation heavily. Uh, because when you look at, you know, of course, what Danucci did in the game, it was fairly good. I mean, considering the, the, especially the play calls he was up against, the offensive line decimated with injuries, uh, his first start, I have to say that they, they ha I thought, except for those, in uh, the rounds and untimely play calls. I thought we did a good job as far as Danucci was concerned. Uh, I think Kellen Moore feels more comfortable with Cooper Rush 
and Gary Gilbert because he's had more time. He alone has had more time with them. He feels comfortable with Cooper. Cooper's been there since 17, even though he was cut. Uh, he still has a better relationship with uh, Keller Moore than Danucci does. And I, I guess Gary Gilbert has some type of relationship as well. I'm kind of surprised at this move, guys. I don't know about you. Uh, I get it. You want to go with guys who are maybe older, have more experience. But what kind of experience? Preseason experience? You know, you got one guy with one, uh, one completion, another one with two. Danucci has 21. Like I said, decent, uh, uh, decent performance. I think this is all Kellen Moore and, and his comfort zone more than it is McCarthy's. I think that, uh, that McCarthy is not uh, out on Ben Danucci. I think that uh, McCarthy just believes uh, Danucci isn't ready for it yet. And, and so I think that's why he wants to go with someone who's at least been in the league longer, even if they, they haven't had more snaps, technically, than Danucci. And I think one of the things that McCarthy is very concerned about uh, is ball security, as he should be. And uh, when Danucci coughs it up a couple of times when he sacks, it's one thing taking a sack uh, when you're not expecting it. It's another thing coughing the football up. And uh, that has been, uh, I mean, I think I get the feeling McCarthy is at a breaking point on that uh, as far as uh, he's never been around a team that has not held on to the football like, like this one has. And so I think he saw enough of Danucci from that standpoint. Just if he's going to get sacked against a team, and you know he is against a team like Pittsburgh, uh, I just he just doesn't have confidence that he'll be able to hold on to the football. I think that uh, factor in. Let's see, there was two fumbles this past game, and then when he came in for that quarter right. and a half, there was a was it two more? Yeah, or at least one. Three sacks sure. and may have lost the ball on yeah. a couple of them. I can't and remember. So, uh, I think, and then the other thing McCarthy pointed out that his concern was was basically managing the cadence on the line of scrimmage, and they had a couple uh, off off scheduled snaps. I think there was one that uh, everybody moved except uh, Biadish, and it sounded like he was putting that on the quarterback. So they had a couple man, uh, snap management problems that he kind of put on the quarterback. I think so. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it works out. But all I know is my man Danuch has got 91 snaps in the National Football League, and that's more than these two guys combined in games that uh, actually counted. So uh, Games you know and pre- even their preseason games. Probably didn't get that many in preseason either, right, unless, it, unless they got a whole now, game. Now, uh, you remember there. Cooper Rush, though, in the preseason. A, yeah, and in fact, uh, and I don't have his preseason stats at handy, but it was it his second year? In the preseason, he really showed some promise yes. in preseason games, and you know he was kind of how he won the job. Yeah, right? he was competing with Kellen Moore, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, for a right. backup quarterback position. And in fact, I looked up; <laughs> I, I, memory didn't serve me right, although I broadcast these games. Uh, <laughs> I was the only one paying attention because <laughs> I was broadcasting them. Um, let's see against the Raiders in the preseason at one point he was 12 out of 13 for 115 yards and two touchdowns in a comeback win over the Raiders uh, had a total of 38 completions and 51 attempts for 398 yards and six touchdowns with no interceptions in the uh, preseason that year so I mean that's yeah that was that was a tough Raider that was a tough Raiders second half team in preseason <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right yeah you you <laughs> You compare those guys 
to this uh, yeah, the Steelers uh, rain of here. hell coming in here <laughs> from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we'll compare and see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> But even from a physical maturity standpoint, you know, you can just look at Ben DiNucci and, and see he's a 23-year-old rookie who has, hasn't filled out, really, you know, he, uh, as compared to a 26- or 27-year-old like Rush would be, or Garrett Gilbert's in his late 20s now. Shoot, he's, he may be 30 years old now. Uh, and so, and and just the fact you're being around the league and, and being in quarterback rooms for a little while, I think, gives him a little bit of an advantage. I, as I said after last week's game, I thought I agree with you, Everson. I actually thought Danucci played great, considering the fact that he had he was a seventh round draft pick out of James Madison, who had no practices in the off season on the field, and he had virtually no practices himself during training camp because they were trying to get the first team ready. They weren't worried about the third team, and no preseason games. And he literally had three practices last week with the first team. And so, considering all that, I thought he did he, he did a tremendous job in the game. But now. And see, to me, if you start going back to, you know, Garrett, Garrett Gilbert, like you say, he's almost 30 years old. He's had two, two completions. Uh, Cooper, you know, what, 26, 27, one completion. Uh, yes, you're playing behind Dak Prescott and, and I think uh, maybe Romo. I'm not sure if he was there with Romo. But I think, you know, I, I wanted to go with a guy that's already been there. You know, he's already dipped his toe in the water, as Bill Parcells always said. He always dipped, he's already dipped his toe in the water. Uh, I say the momentum that he built, you know, uh, even though made some mistakes, we lost the game, I get it. But the momentum from a personal level uh, that he had attained, I thought would, we could build on that. I kind of think, you know, I don't want to say we're taking a step back, but it's definitely, a, a, at best, a lateral step when we're talking about going forward in regards to the quarterbacks. And, and, and me having said what I just said about Danucci, I thought he played great considering the fact he only had three NFL practices under his belt. I would Myself, I would go with either Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert this week because I think he might get killed this week. Well, let's just let's just. You don't want the young man to get hurt. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> let's just spell that out then uh, because uh, Pittsburgh comes in as the fifth-ranked uh, offense and – uh, I mean defense, excuse me, and yeah. they've got a yeah. front of T.J. Watt, Stephon Tuitt, and Bud Dupree. Those three guys have 18 and a half sacks among them. And just put that in perspective with the Cowboys. As a team, the Cowboys have 17. Those three <laughs> guys got 18 and a half sacks. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to be coming after, and I believe they're ranked first in sacks. Uh, Pittsburgh is. They got thirty, I think. Yeah. So. Uh, and that's not even including a guy like Cameron Hayward, who's a three-time Pro Bowler on their defensive line too. It doesn't have uh, that many sacks, but I mean, it's it's a veteran. Did he get hurt? Did with. he get hurt last week? Did he, Hayward get hurt last week? Uh, Hayward. He played seventy-five yes. snaps last week. I I haven't heard seen okay. their injury report or anything. I thought I saw him laid out. I thought I saw him laid out um, in the game. I, I could be wrong. All right, so it's a tall assignment no matter who is playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys this week. That is true. So here's so here here may be the the bottom line on on all this. Um, 
in Mike McCarthy or Mike McCarthy, Mike Tomlin's uh, conference call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think someone asked him something to the effect. So when you don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Cowboys, how, how well can you prepare? And Tomlin said, I'm preparing to stop Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> so that, I think, tells I think... you, that tells you where his priority is and maybe where the Cowboys' priority needs to be. I think uh, he uh, – and uh, let's face it, Kellen Moore threw – he went deep into that playbook against Philadelphia last week with the – and a lot of that going deep in the playbook was Wildcat stuff with Zeke running the football. But I also think that – uh, Tomlin probably looks at that third quarter drive when the Cowboys had seven carries for 42 yards with Zeke and Tony Pollard running behind Zach Martin, and he thinks that they're going to see a lot of that on uh, Sunday. Yes, they will. And the other thing, yes, I, they will. The other thing I want to point out though on Cooper Rush. All right, Mickey, why was Cooper Rush cut? Because they signed Andy Dalton. That's right. Now, and, but and if they Cooper had already drafted Danucci, ben, ben so they now, figured he was the young guy that they were going to groom, and if they were going to have a backup quarterback, and they spent the money on Dalton, uh, that rushed going into what this would have been his fourth. fourth, fourth he was year. a restricted restricted so free would, agent money. He was right. over two million dollars salary, exactly. and so that was had Cooper Rush been a first year, a first or second year guy, and they had him and Danucci, they would have kept both of them here. But it was because Rush's contract, he was he was due to make two point two million or whatever it was, and so once they signed, it was a wash basically. And then you got the experience him, of Dalton coming in at three million dollars base, and you're you're just you cut uh, Cooper Rush. Obviously, he got picked up immediately by the Giants, and he was pick, picked up on waivers. And uh, and the other thing I think that's interesting on Cooper Rush is. That he was let go by the Giants. Okay, he he uh, went through training camp, was signed to the Giants practice squad when they set the roster, and then he was let go on September 29th. So he was out there on the street at the time that Dak got injured. Right. And so I'm surprised that the Cowboys didn't just sign him off the street then to their practice squad. You know, when Dak got hurt. And they, in fact, they could have signed him and Garrett Gilbert if they wanted to. Well, and they had. Um... Oh, I'm going to blank out. Clayton Thor- Thorson. Right. Was, they, they ended up keeping him as the, right. the fourth guy. Right. In the off season. In but the I'm off-season. saying. But I'm yeah. saying once Dak oh, got I hurt right. in early October, why don't you sign Cooper Rush at that point? Because he had been. He was. He was not even on the Giants practice squad at that point. So anyway, and and he would have been here at least a week earlier. Uh, so there we are at quarterback. So the difference is not the difference. The difference is not between what they are physically in regards to to why they kept them, or even experience or ability. It was all about the sa- the calorie, uh, salary cap. Correct? Is that what you're saying? I, as far as letting them go in, in early May, yeah. As far as as far as as far as making a decision between Danucci. And Cooper Rush. I'm talking about signing. I'm talking about drafting. I'm We're talking about even what evolved track. as the season went on. Because physically, there's not much of a difference between them. Right. So the decision that they were making when they let Cooper Rush go was not comparing him with Ben DiNucci because DiNucci was a developmental guy. Rush is already in going into his fourth year in the league, and so he is in a different salary scale. And so they were comparing Andy Dalton to Cooper Rush. And so for basically 2 okay. to $3 million as a backup to Dak Prescott, 
Well, heck yeah, we're going to take Andy Dalton and his experience over Cooper Rush, who hadn't done anything in the league. Gotcha. All right, so we're just getting started on this edition of Mixed Shots. we got much more to get to, and we come back in just a moment. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back, back to mixed shots. Tour AT&T Stadium, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. Run on the field, see the locker room, so much more. AT&T Stadium tours presented by SeatGeek are available daily. Visit attstadium.com for details. Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers, 325 on Sunday afternoon. And one thing I wanted to point out before we move totally on from the game the other day, although, Mickey, you got something else you want to yeah, point out about point Cooper out, Rush? Just give you an idea, Everson, uh, his, his rookie year with the Cowboys in 2017 in preseason games. Cooper Rush. Okay, Cooper Rush, preseason games. Uh, he, he appeared in four games. The the Houston game got canceled. Was that the that was, it was a hurricane. hurricane, right? Yep. Yeah. So they actually played Arizona the start in the uh, Hall of Fame game. So in the first game, he was 9 of 18, 182 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. The next game, 9 of 11 for 104 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the next game, 8 of 9, 92 yards, two touchdowns. And then the final game in preseason, he was 12 of 13, two touchdowns, and 115 yards. So that's what made the impression on uh, Jason Garrett uh, at that time. Uh, was, he was awfully, awfully accurate and, and made the impression on, on us guys, too, watching the preseason. It's like, oh, boy, this guy's, this guy's not all that bad. And, and so they decided that uh, you know, he, would, he would be on the team that year. Uh, I'll continue to look at 2018 and 2019. But he's got that much experience in preseason games that Danucci doesn't. 
Now, do you know why? And, and, and once again, I, 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 I'm with you on that, and I'm, and I'm not trying to start any type of back and forth here. But, but the obvious is, you know, you're looking at uh, preseason games where he played the entire game. Obviously, uh, those games are usually going to be the, either in the second half of a game or, you know, if you're playing the entire game, then it's going to be one of the last preseason games where you've got a lot of guys on the field who are not starters. Uh, pretty much looking at guys uh, just on his level uh, at that time. So as you go forward, we're looking at what we're facing here. I'm wondering if Cooper Rush first NFL start, would that be any difference from Danucci's first NFL start last week? First of all, you got, a, I think, a stronger opponent defensively. And so that's something that you're going to have to get accustomed to. Not only the fact that, not just that, but the fact that it's his first game ever as a starter. That gives me great pause. And I, I don't know if that's going to be an improvement on what we've already seen from Danucci in last week's game. That's, uh, that's my only and, thing. And I, I agree that's with my you. Only on, thing. I agree with you on that. But remember who he had on his side of the ball, too, at that time of the game. <laughs> <laughs> True. But yeah, they're trying to make the team as well. I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, one other note on Cooper Rush. Do you know who? Okay, I said that he was with the Giants on their practice squad until September 29th. Do you know who the Giants signed as their practice squad quarterback on September 30th? Over Cooper Rush? I, I do not. Clayton Thorson. No, they, they did not. <laughs> yes. So Jason Garrett, you, of course, Clayton Thorson was here. And so Jason Garrett, after having Cooper Rush on this practice squad for a month, uh, he opted to go with Thorson. Now, we don't know for sure. You know, it he's, could he's, be. He's, tra- it he's been, trolling it our roster. salary cap stuff also. It could have been. He, and it he, could, he's, trolling, he's trolling our roster. That's what he's doing. You know he's what? Trolling. The other thing that Cooper Rush might have had some deal with the Giants that said, hey, yeah, I'll sign you with you, with you and your practice squad for a month, but then if I'm, if I'm not making any progress uh, a month into this, will you release me? And they may have just released him for that reason. He was banking on himself that he could catch on someplace and not get lost on somebody's practice squad where uh, teams don't realize that he's even uh, you know what he's doing, or he could go work work out for teams or whatever. Here, all right. Now let's move on to Garrett Gilbert here. Garrett Gilbert, for those who are not familiar with him, and there's a connection that Mike McCarthy that has would be me. That would with, be me with, with Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> okay, do you know where Garrett Gilbert went to high school, Everson? It had to be in Texas. At Texas Lake Travis High School. In fact. Garrett Gilbert, I mean, his high school career at Lake Travis, it was as you can put that up against uh, virtually anybody this side of uh, Kyler Murray, and he's right up there as far as being the Gatorade National you Player of the Year. You said that about every five quarterback star, in high school. Five star plays. quarterback. And don't forget his freshman year at Texas, Everson. Don't forget his freshman year at the University of Texas, he played in the national championship game against Alabama. As Colt McCoy got hurt in that game, and it was Garrett Gilbert, a freshman out of Lake Travis, who came into that game against Alabama. Uh, so that was 2009. And, and 
And, and Alabama won How did he do? Yeah. <laughs> now, there's a lot of Longhorns out there that will tell you, Mr. Walls, there's a lot of Longhorns that will tell you that if Colt McCoy hadn't got hurt in that game, it would have been a different story. But instead, it was Greg McElroy mm. and Alabama that won over Garrett Gilbert in uh, Texas in that game. But the point being, Gilbert was a uh, five-star guy coming out of Lake Travis. And here's the point as it relates today to the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy's daughter graduated from Lake Travis High School. I believe she was a year. Uh, hey, so he that's it. Yeah. We're gonna win. And so they're, they're, that's it. We're gonna win. That means we're connection. gonna win. We're, we're, there's the McCarthy we're win connection. Now. That's all we needed was Gilbert. a connection. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's funny because so, uh, when I asked, we taped the McCarthy show last night, and so I just asked him. Uh, you know, he, he told me that we were gonna. Uh, go with uh, Gilbert and Rush during practice this week. And uh, so I say, okay, well, tell me about both of them. And he he talked about Gilbert first. Okay, so there you go. Maybe oh, that's a tip-off. I don't well. think it is. Maybe it was because I, I worded it that way. Tell me about Garrett Gilbert and Cooper Rush. And the first thing he said was, well, he went to Lake Travis High School. So there you go. <laughs> Little insider information. Uh, yeah. So any, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they go with Gilbert over Rush. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised I mean, if they go there. I route. wouldn't. Yeah, and, and he's been he's, here longer. He's been here, right? Um, you know, how many weeks? He, he he probably has been here three weeks. Mid October. I, I can tell. I might, you, I you might even have it talking. right here. Um, you know, I can't. I can't. I can't wait till. I can't wait till next week when you bring up another underachieving <laughs> Texas high school quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> that that made it right. in the NFL. That Would you like more it. about Gilbert? Gilbert was on uh, the practice squad with the Rams in 2014. Then he moved on to the Patriots practice squad in 14 and 15. He was on the Lions practice squad in 15. He was on the Raiders practice squad in 15 and 16. And then he was on the regular roster with the Carolina Panthers in 17 and 18. He was with the Orlando Apollos in 20. 19, and then this year uh, he was back and forth between the regular roster and the practice squad with the Browns before the Cowboys signed him off their practice right. squad. So, so, so the really point is, jump, he's got aside. a lot of practice in order to make his debut. He was signed October He sounds 13th. like a new offensive coordinator in the making. That's what he sounds Ooh. like, an offensive uh-huh. coordinator in the making. October 13th. That's what that so is. So he's been here three... October 13th? Three weeks, yeah. maybe. So and one of those weeks he had to go through COVID, so he did. So October nineteenth. So October nineteenth, probably he finally got on the practice field. Yeah. All right, it's the top of the hour. I could definitely see him. I could definitely see him as an offensive coordinator in the future. Okay, no yeah. doubt about it. You're saying that I might as well have just read Kellen Moore's resume to you. Is that what you're saying? That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right, just go prop yourself up behind a great starting quarterback. And hold your hold the paper for the rest of your career. We know where you're headed. Straight I, up to the OC. And I doubt McCarthy actually ever watched Garrett Gilbert play a high school football game live and in person because he was coaching the Green Bay Packers Had at that time. Stuff to take Unless care it was maybe on a bye week or something <laughs> for the Packers. But he might know his dad, Gail Gilbert, who of course played in the NFL uh, when he made his trips you down to Lake Travis. Probably played golf with you, Gail you Gilbert. You shouldn't have said that because I knew I was going to make that. St- mistake i had to make a reference to him on one of the things we were taping and i did say gail gilbert 
And okay, here's another thing as we go to break that may will this sell you Everson on Garrett Gilbert. He came to this is on his Wikipedia page. He came to prominence as the starting quarterback of the Orlando Apollos of the Alliance of American Football last year, where he led the league in yards yes. and passer rating and helped his team obtain a league best seven and one record and a playoff berth. And then the league was league suspended operations. I didn't have the numbers, but I did point that out on Monday. All right. Okay. We continue with more mixed shots. And I've got a proposal of a rule change that needs to be made in the National Football League after what I saw on that fumble return for a touchdown that won the game for the Eagles over the Cowboys on Sunday night. I got a rule change proposal coming up next. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. To mixed shots. Cowboys fans, join the NFL in supporting our nation's service members by wearing the latest Dallas Cowboys Salute to Service gear. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or shop.dallascowboys.com to find the full assortment of Salute to Service gear. Need some editing. You agree with me on that? Yes. Okay. And Everson, too, when he tried to do it. That's right. Shop.dallascowboys.com. I thought it was easy until it was my turn. There you go. That's exactly right. All right. um, The Cowboys-Eagles game, the – the fumble return for a touchdown that basically clinched the game for the Eagles. Yes. 
All right. You got a problem with it. I've got a problem, and I had a problem at the time, and I think everybody had a problem at the time. I bet the head coach had a problem with it after he saw the, well, the I'm video. Well, I'm not uh, at liberty to say exactly what the head coach <laughs> said about it, and so uh, I will not talk about what the head coach might want to say about it, but I will say what I will say about it. And obviously, there was the offsides to begin with. Yes. All right. That would not be reviewable, although maybe it should be reviewable, okay, on a play like that, and an obvious offsides. But anyway. That's that, why that's, the sky judge is supposed to be up yeah, there. That's beside the point. All right. As we all saw, there was a scrum in the middle of the field, and it appeared that Vinnie Curry had the football and it got ripped out. And it appeared on replay that perhaps he had it long enough to be down by contact, and the Eagles would have taken over at that point because it was a fourth down play, right? Right. Okay. And Instead, if I remember, the play started at the Cowboys' 26, maybe? Something like that. Okay. That's, so all, that's all beside the point. Okay. Yeah. That's, but, okay. There's about three minutes left in the game. All right, Rodney McLeod picks it up and goes for a touchdown. We're all thinking, and the NBC commentators, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, they're reviewing it. And we're and then all of a sudden, we come out of all the – as we're watching on television, we come out of all those replays, and they're running the two-point conversion. And so I'm sitting there going, what, did they review it or not? Okay. Apparently, they were all out to lunch on it. They had no idea that it was even <laughs> they going were out on. to lunch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, obviously, who, whether in the booth upstairs, maybe they don't have the the all the they don't have all the replays that we see on, on at home on TV. Maybe they should. They get supplied about five angles. They're supposed to have them anyway. Regardless, they're supposed to have more or than what not, we have. They're not. Apparently, they didn't look at it as closely as what the NBC crew did uh, because we got a much better look at it. And it took it was going to take longer than, than what they reviewed it for. All scoring plays are reviewed, right? Well, here's my proposal. I think that you ought to be able to challenge all scoring plays because in that situation – because McCarthy could not challenge the play because it's a scoring play, right? Right. Okay, all it's a penalty, isn't it? Used to be a penalty. It's, it delay still a is, game. isn't it? Delay a game penalty. All right. So the rule needs to be that you can challenge a scoring play because there may be something that your people up in the booth, what you see on the big screen in the stadium, may be something that you want to an aspect of the play that you want to challenge, especially a more complicated play like that that they may not see and may not even be aware of to look at. And so that way you can stop it, you can challenge it, you run the risk of losing a timeout and whatever, you know, if 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 it's no good, you know, if you if you fail on the challenge, but at least they take a look at it because that was a game-changing play. That guy had reservations at Pietro's and that's what for, it felt like. for a pizza, a pizza <laughs> after the game. I mean, even the NBC crew, after the fact, oh, they're running the two-point play. They dropped it. There wasn't even any talk about it after that. And I think I told you guys what I did. I remember writing down sack, fumble, uh, and then I saw the play going down the field. You didn't even write down touchdown. I did not. I said, well, this is coming back. He obviously was down. That ball was down there on the ground for all that time. There's no way he wasn't down by contact. And then all of a sudden I look up, and they're showing the replays, and it's like, yeah, he's down. So I'm writing, yeah, down, you know, next down. And then I look up, and they're lined up for a two-point conversion. 
that but, fast. But if you allow a team yes. to challenge yes. a either a scoring play or a change of possession, which obviously are huge plays, they ought to be able to challenge it because there could be a certain aspect of the play that the officials or the replay booth aren't even aware of. Well, that, that didn't even get of. that didn't even delay long enough for them to look at it in New York. Right. Which right. they're supposed to do, yeah. right? Uh, everything is reviewed. And I think if the if the head referee had got his little tablet out there, and, and even if it's this big, he could see what happened. That Vinnie Curry had the ball. He was laying his on it right on his chest. And even and even it. if they decided there wasn't enough evidence but to overturn it, it right? fine. If that if that, but at least. Look at it, and uh, and that way, if you know that you got a fair shake on it, they did at least look at it, uh, if you can challenge it. So, I'm uh, taking that to the competition committee uh, in the off season. <laughs> right? Uh, I'll go with you, Bill. Okay. I like that. All right. Or just go upstairs. <laughs> but to me, to though, it, Jones. I mean, yeah. Here's here's the thing, guys. I mean, it's nationwide TV, right? This is not like it's some regional game. This is the <laughs> only game on at that like time. It's not like it's telecable. <laughs> that's when the, that's, <laughs> but that's when the NFL is supposed to show just how competent they are. Just like it's prime time for the teams, it's also prime time for the NFL itself. So these are guys that are paid by the NFL to show just how we've got this entire game under wraps. There won't be any controversies. This is why we're primetime crew. So that primetime crew has to be on point. Hell, a host referee, whoever the guy is on TV, he's dressed up in his suit. He's <laughs> part of the crew. And all they ask him what's going on. And he, as he's explaining it, <laughs> I think they were lining up for the two-point right. conversion. They were. So it caught, it caught everybody off guard, which should not happen if you're on the field. Review the scoring play. No one's in a hurry. Okay? The game is still good. So let's just do the right thing. I, I thought that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And very frustrating because, and I know we're known as whiners, but this crap only seems to happen to Cowboy fans. <laughs> okay? It just only seems to happen to the Cowboy players and therefore the fans. So that's just another beef we can strike up. All right, uh, not that the not that the Cowboys will have the need to punt against the Steelers on Sunday, but uh, we have to turn the ball over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it should, should hey, the we're talking optimism here. Should, I'll go ahead, Bill. Forget Spags. Yeah. <laughs> he was being very facetious too. Should, by should the, way. the punter make his way onto the field on Sunday yes. against the Steelers? Uh, who might that punter be? That punter will be Hunter Niswander. Hunter the punter. Hunter, Hunter the Punter. Uh, who, by the I way, like I that. found out not only can punt, but he also can kick off and he can kick field goals too. Can he hold? Uh, that's what I think was the last straw that he had to prove he could do that. That's why they worked out indoors today and they kicked the media out. It had nothing yes. to do with the quarterback. The special teams to... is working out indoors. Yeah, they didn't that's want when you, you to know see that, whether he could hold or not. <laughs> well, he better be able to unless one of these quarterbacks is capable because uh, uh, Chris Jones is uh, going to have surgery on Thursday to uh, repair a torn core muscle. 
which was bothering him last year. And I was told that he he just was adamant that he can do this. He wanted to punt through it. He didn't want to have surgery. And I think he tried to rehab it during the whole offseason. And it flared it up. It was again. evident. It was. I thought it's been evident all season. Oh yeah, absolutely. Even I, starting I, with the Rams game. Exactly. I thought I was like, he was right. not. You know what? Like you know what normally. I thought. I thought it was some strategy that that Fossil had. That, like okay, punt short. Punt short. <laughs> Maybe he's he's <laughs> apparently. I haven't followed Fossil. He's got this this great reputation as a special teams coach. Oh, now I see. He punts it real high in the air. He goes that way. They don't have returns. They have no returns, right? So we don't have to cover and make a tackle because we didn't get a lot of practice at that. Uh, but yeah, hey, I like Fossil. I, I, I love too. Fossil. I love the way he's not throwing in the towel. You talk about going deep into the playbook, right? He's doing just like Cooper Rush. He's going deep into it. I love it. So he's going to have surgery on Thursday. So I would imagine. I mean, that's sort of what Sean Lee had, and he was out five five weeks at least. Uh, so who knows? I don't, I don't this think could we're, be the season, right? Uh, I, I think we're we're good. Probably done. You, you, you better. You're gonna hang your hat on this one. Yeah, Is that how you say? It? Did I say it right? This one. I don't have no idea, but uh, we're gonna go with for now until we hear differently from Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the game on Sunday afternoon on CBS. It's Hunter Niswander who was signed to the practice squad on October 26th, that he is your new punter for the Dallas Cowboys. And maybe the new holder. Chris Jones. Chris Jones, an an underrated, um, uh, consistent player on this team. He will be missed, trust me. Well, and and the pronunciation guy doesn't even have his name listed because he wasn't on the 53-man roster to start. And how about what Chris Jones has done in his career? I mean, when you consider the fact he was a college free agent in 2011. Yeah. And so... And he's had a really good career. Yeah, his 10th year. And this this injury bothered him last year, and you could tell it was bothering him this year. And, you know, and I was thinking, I think I said it yesterday when we were talking about it, when they decided to take the safety, uh, I was thinking, well, if he punted from five yards deep in the end zone, they're going to get the ball at the 35-yard line. Mm-hmm. So maybe just yep. we better off doing this and kick it further, and we give up two, but we don't give up seven. But the, more importantly, you had an opportunity for to, the onside yes, kick. Yes, uh, and I understood that. But that's mm-hmm. what first went through my mind. It was like because he's struggling kicking the ball, and w- I didn't know which way the wind was going. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was thinking, okay, that makes sense. Because I didn't think LP snapped the ball that poorly. That looked like that looked like that hike against the the, the, the snap against the uh, Rams that Tony Romo had to run back what thirty yards to pick it up. Gerard. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Andre. And then he complete the pass. No, no. And then he ran forty yards the back the other way to get the first down. Yeah. Oh, one of the great moments in Cowboys history. All right, that does it for this edition of Mix Shots. Anyone have a parting shot? We don't know the Cowboys quarterback, <laughs> and we don't know who the new president of the United States is. And so maybe by 1.30 tomorrow afternoon. All right, that does it. Everson, enjoy your the rest of your Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll see all of you tomorrow at 1.30. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!